welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 443. Actually, we had a lot more to talk about than I actually thought, because I came in here thinking I didn't have as many books that I normally read, yeah. and I really didn't think I, we I had a lot. I don't know why you don't have any sort of faith in us. We're, like, two of the best bullshitters, bullshitters. that I know. Yeah. Like, how dare you? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we could talk about almost anything, so... We can and have... If we recorded our conversation from the minute I got here until the minute I left, it would be engaging the entire fucking time. People are missing out. <laughs> yes, and without context, sometimes jokes don't land, but sometimes jokes do. But you just have to listen to get all the context, I guess. Yes, it's very... or for a good giggle who knows but anyways uh yes we talked a lot uh about uh, many things and you'll just have to listen to find out so grab a cold one and enjoy drunk on comics podcast episode 443 i don't know much about this cow (laughs) i love it Finally came in the mail. My crossbow. My mini crossbow. It is a mini. Like, it's definitely the type of crossbow that if you, I mean, okay, if any other person was like eight, would have have used it with their action figures, right? Like their Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or their G.I. Joes or something. Okay, it's a little bit bigger than that, but still. I mean, you can get those. Uh, 12-inch G.I. Joes, right? Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, come on. Use your fucking imagination, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't know more about toys than you. <laughs> well, now that I'm thinking of my imagination, I could put this on a little armband gauntlet and have little yeah. Black Widow dart things. Cause this thing is powerful. It is. Like, I really, when I, it was like four bucks on Wish, I was like. It's made out of, like. It was plastic and... It's probably made out of something that's going to give you cancer. <laughs> <laughs> because you bought it from Wish. Yes. I'm just saying. Well, here's the thing. Again, it was four bucks. I, Those over the two summer... were definitely used. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Before they sent them over. So over the summer, I bought a bunch of just random things on Wish, and it was fun, because then something came in the mail when you forgot about it four months later. Right. And this was one of them that I ordered a while ago. And out of all the other shit that I've gotten, it's shit. This is actually decently... I think it could draw blood. Yeah, you threatened to shoot me with it, saying it wasn't going to be violent. And it definitely is a violent sort of action. Like, it would have probably pierced my fleshy parts. Yes. So, now I need to... Again, you, you, you think, oh, that could be cool, but you don't really want to yeah. hurt anybody. No, you need to, like, put cotton at the end of the toothpicks or something. Or get, like, some really thin Q-tips and shoot those. It's gonna you turn, can turn soak them in lighter fluid and set them on fire and shoot oh. flaming arrows. And I'll have, like, a bucket of gasoline and then aim towards it. <laughs> Little flaming darts. Don't do this inside. Everything in your house. Your house is 100% flammable. Okay, I would not fucking put a bucket of gasoline in my house. I mean, yes, you would. <laughs> Don't be an we'll asshole. Everybody who knows you knows that you would. Gotta scrub this episode before the insurance company <laughs> hears about it. So, you had a fire, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I was just playing with my crossbow. <laughs> I don't know how it happened. <laughs> Somebody left an open container of gasoline <laughs> in my house. Yeah. It just spontaneously combusted one day. <laughs> with a bullseye target right above it? <laughs> why uh-huh. does it say, why did you write crossbow target <laughs> on the outside of the bucket? Yeah. It was like that before I put gasoline in it. <laughs> 
these matches as arrows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, yes, we have fun here. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's start off again uh, with quick talking about some WandaVision. Yep, our weekly WandaVision update, uh, just like I'm, every other podcast and or review site that's out there right now. I don't know, and, and we don't need to do the, okay, I watched the video, because there are small things that even I noticed, but then some of the numbers, and I've talked about this before, okay, it's cool to see what those could mean, or mm-hmm. this or that. Uh, I'll flat out, though, say that I was hoodwinked after the previous week's episode, when they had uh, Agnes, oh, uh, you know, going haywire, yeah. I was like... I was not convinced. Oh. I was like, she still has to be Agatha. There's just no way that she's well, not. Here's the thing. You could do where you put all those things there as red herrings. Yeah. So that the, you know, people are looking in every single... It's got to be. And then when it's not, they could be like, oh, hmm, okay. Right. Because it doesn't need to be someone. Yeah, but it is. Yes. And I was... I'm, I'm mad because I thought it was her up until the previous week's episode. I think that was probably the point. Yeah. Yeah. Especially after you watch her little, like, song, right? Her little, her little oh, intro. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> and you see her in that scene, uh, you know, playing it up. I killed the dog, too. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. Um, yeah, I, uh, again, another great episode. I still... If I had to say about all the episodes, I still think it was the one when we first get to see the outside, so episode four. I still think just that was the most mind blow. But then there's just so many things each episode. Pietro showing up was another great, like, yeah. still wondering what's going on with that. Yeah, my question about him is, like, is he not Pietro and he's, he's somebody created by Agatha? Or did she legitimately pull him out of another dimension well, that is controlling? We saw that she has a dark hold. Yeah. Which that is, you know, a, a dimensional type, uh, you know, magical tome. Mm-hmm. Um, does this then spell that there is a even bigger bad? Which I now am like, I is was it at Mephisto? La- last week I was like, no, there's not going to be. But now I'm just like thinking. It probably is going to be. I love that meme I sent you. That anime oh, yes. meme where the guy's looking at the butterfly. And it's like, random character. Is this Mephisto? <laughs> I mean, yes. Because it could be everyone. Could be Ralph. <laughs> we haven't seen Ralph yet. But also um, I'm a little scared because we didn't see what happened to the kids. Yeah. And I know what really makes Wanda go fucking crazy is when her kids get taken away from her. Right. Uh, it, it's good. Yeah. There's, it's going to be more, interesting. Two more episodes left. And, uh, one of the things that found out is that the next episode is going to be 42 minutes long. So not just a half an hour. So we're getting a little bit more, uh, good. There's, you know, been each of the actors, you know, get interviewed each week or this and that and um paul bettany has said you know people are not so far off from their guesses but of course everyone has guessed everything and their mother right so yeah it doesn't really pinpoint to anything Mm -hmm. but it it (sighs) yeah well we got to see um marie marie monica why can't i ever fucking remember her name Monica get her powers, right? Which was cool. So that was a fun little thing. I like to her her suit that she has on is kind of like Spectrum suit that she had before yeah. with not a giant kind of star on her chest, but you know, subtle, subtle mm-hmm. looking. Like I am a little upset though if that was her engineer, space engineering friend, right? That they met. I'm like, I feel like. I don't think it was. I don't think it was. I feel like it was just the person who brought that stuff to her, right? And and did it outside of S.W.O.R.D. protocol, right? Because S.W.O.R.D. is still being ran by mm-hmm. what's-his-fuck. And um, obviously, he wouldn't have wanted anyone who works for him to bring her that. <clears throat> I did see a new theory, which I don't know who this um, person is, but you might. And you might have read this, too. 
that the um, engineer is Blue Marble. Yep, I've also... Uh, I didn't ever think that that would be, but it could be. My buddy Mike, who has been harping yeah. me with everything about who this and this could be, uh, also felt that that could be, too. And I'm like, how the fuck do you know this? And he's like, oh, my brother. Yeah, they're, I mean, they read the same article I did, basically, oh. <laughs> from Inverse. Um, because I don't know. I didn't know who Blue Marble is. So Blue Marble is Adam Brashear who uh, has a Ph.D. in theoretical physics and is a Master of Science in Electrical Engineering. So he's been on some Avengers teams, mm-hmm. um, was on the, what is it, they didn't call it S.W.O.R.D., but, oh, the Ultimates team. Yeah. Um, right now, currently, he's in the Doom book. But he's an interesting character. He is pretty much a super powerful, like, I want to say kind of a mega-level person um with his strength and everything however he was created around i want to say 2010 2008 okay so around then and but they created his in canon story being he's been here a superhero since the 60s however at the time he was a mass superhero and when people found out that he was black he was asked by the president to step down and so has been missing in the Marvel comics up until more recently, which is an interesting story. It sucks that that's something that could happen, but at the same point, that is real world, mm-hmm. seeing how that could happen and really kind of f- focusing some of that, uh, you know, badness onto the story arc of this character. So I, I find him interesting and he hasn't been in enough stuff. Yeah, but... I had never. I mean, I don't read a lot of like the <clears throat> Avengers stuff, and I never read any of the Ultimate stuff. So these newer characters that they had introduced are kind of lost to me. Um, I should say Ultimates too. Whatever the newest one when yeah. Ultimate Universe came to here, and Carol Danvers was in charge of it, which actually. Yeah. Shit, he does have some ties to Carol and Monica, so... Well, he dated Monica in the comics, from what I've read. From the... Okay. Yeah. That's probably they in had a books. relationship. So that, I mean, to me, that makes more sense than it being somebody from the Fantastic Four. Like, mm-hmm. that's a more attainable sort of makes sense scenario. It could be no one. It could be just a throwaway line. It could be just the person that she right. actually did meet that made right. that... I will say... <laughs> Not to go off tangent, but when that truck came out, I love everything that goes into the world and not, and like how it was a mishmash of a, a truck. truck. Yeah. And I loved when uh, we got in there and Darcy was uh, an escape artist, <laughs> and I like <laughs> Vision just going after her. And she just thinks that he wants to date her. <laughs> it's oh, good. Oh, everything about yes. The why am I talking to you? Like the interview style of pretty much what has been now the rom-coms that we have um yeah modern family yes so i'm curious what the next we got two episodes left we're getting to nowadays and like i don't know that they're going to continue on that trope it might just leave the tv thing behind because they even said i mean she was still working through the television show in that episode but they Mm -hmm. couldn't see it anymore outside of the head like she wasn't broadcasting that's true so i don't now that she's actually faced with somebody and like working through that i don't know if if the focus will be on creating a tv show but if it is what could it be what could be next like a reality like a survivor real world or survivor yeah like some sort of but again that's still kind of a camera yeah yeah i I mean they could just yeah drop the whole pretense of it right but I feel like they're going to do one more. I mean, honestly, if you think about it, the way television, sh- the most popular television shows of the recent times... Are superhero shows, so it's going to be Well, a are, like, are like epic sort of tales, right? Mm-hmm. Watchmen, Game of Thrones, Westworld, like stuff like that. And, I mean, you could just... I can imagine it... Have it exist like that and it'd still be the same show. So, you know, like the, the, the end fight in Scott Pilgrim? The movie, yes. So they show like battle bars and like the yes, just the stylized in the background. 
I could see them kind of doing oh, something corny like that. Oh, God, I hope not. Why? Oh, that makes my heart hurt just to think about them. Like, what a cheesy, like, thing. But are you getting... would love it because you love everything about the show. <laughs> I don't know, though. That seems like such a cheesy turn to take when things have gotten so serious. I, I, it would, is though. To take I mean, it I, into, like, well, Mar- I've been wrong on Marvel, everything else, so who knows? Marvel mobile app game mode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sounds awful. <laughs> they haven't gone cartoon yet. Or the musical. Every um, good TV yeah. show gets a musical, musical at some point. Yeah, I guess. That could be interesting. I don't know. There's still, there's still this ongoing rumor, though, of people really thinking that there's going to be a secret hidden episode. Yeah. And I'm all for it. Right. Give me more of this. That'd be great. I just... I, I don't know. That It feels like... They, there would be a lot of people that have to keep their mouth shut. But then again, they've been tight-lipped on. Yeah. Most Marvel movies, like, nothing leaks. Like, shit is pretty right. solid. Which is a testament to whoever's in charge of, like, hiring those people to sign their NDAs or whatever. But Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it, it could be a really good opportunity. Because, so, we saw the Nexus commercial right and that's also something cool because the nexus of reality is something that's big in marvel yes and also wanda's what's known as a nexus being she is one of the only beings that can affect timelines and we all know that loki is being drawn in and working for the time authority what is it called the time uh, time variance authority and if she created children and brought Vision back to life, I mean, there's a very good chance that she's affected the timeline somewhere, right? So it could be that that gets tied into I could see that. That show. Little, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that show, too. I'm looking yeah. forward to all... It's yeah. it's something to do. It's entertainment in the, right. in the world that is slowly getting back to... Yes. But it's also too fucking cold out, so <laughs> staying in a, on a yes. Friday is, is great. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so uh, books. Books. Do you want me to go first? No, I'll quick go first. Okay. Because um, it's one of those, I love the story. I haven't visited X, any X-Books in a while, but there's some key things in this one that I was truly liking. However... You know my thoughts on Phil Noto. I think at least you do think I? you do. I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think he's good. Is he? he a, is, he's a writer, artist. No, artist. Artist. Okay. You've seen. You would know his art. His faces. Oh yeah, I think we've discussed that. I yeah. actually like his art. But I, I hate like it because style. he copies and uses the same um, exact. Uh, pictures to like in different frames like i fight feel that cheating and even though there are other artists that do that i think most other artists do that uh, i don't think there's a lot of other artists that reuse shots really as much i mean i don't know what hit i mean you'd have to do a frame by frame comparison well i I mean i will do this so this is the x-men that came out a couple months ago but i wanted to just show so this bottom panel to the next page i'm on digital here so does that? I mean, yeah. That is exactly copied because on digital, the bottom page then lines up with this top page. It's, I, I just can't get over that because when you start looking at his, and again, I don't want to be bashing, but I no, just, but what is so like? But so it's it always it's works. always from the shoulders up. He's like the exact like not well, really not Rob Liefeld. He can't even draw feet. He just always. <laughs> has people talking from their chest shoulders yeah. up and it's it's distracting now he does some fucking good work when it's a page right um his covers are amazing do you his... think that he thinks in like a cinematic sort of way though when he's thinking of it in terms of like a, you know in those in and a lot especially older movies they would do these and kevin smith does this a lot too right these one these steady camera shots where 
he and then he splices them together where it's somebody talking and then somebody talking and it's just a shot on their face and it's just a back and forth between their two faces and obviously those shots don't change because it's the person in that shot and it's been yes. framed and it stays that way and i get that and but that would i feel like would be also part of the writer you know directing how the art should go it's usually not the artist and then having some writer make up a whole scene of them talking together I just feel like it's the the dynamics of what a superhero book should kind of be, which is motion. And it mm-hmm. I feel no motion from the facial features that are either a half mouth open like this or whatever. But it's always just a straight dead stare. Okay. Dead stare. Uh, let's go out to some more pictures of them. Uh, oh, come on all the way to the... No. More the light is shining stare. on your thing, and I can't oh. see it. Well, just trust me. Dead stare. Dead <laughs> stare. Um, so, I'm not going to talk about the art. I mean, you just did. <laughs> <laughs> Anymore. Okay. <laughs> but the story. Oh, I didn't even talk about what fucking book this is. So no, this, is cable, it's, yeah, this is Cable. This is Cable number eight. Right. And. Uh, Baby Cable. Yeah, I was very against younger Cable yeah. at first, but he's kind of grown on me to where I feel the adult Cable in this world of Hickman's X-Men would not have been as fun. And I like that... Well, yeah, just in general, he's not... He's not the life of anybody. True. <laughs> old Cable. Old Except for cable. when he's paired up with Deadpool. And, right. then it's just... and even then, that's not... That's just... <laughs> that's just <laughs> old man hijinks. Stra- he's the straight man to Deadpool's yes. crazy person. Yes. Now... Young Cable is trying to right the wrongs of what his older self had done. And one of them is Strife, which he felt he had killed in the future. Well, now he's realizing that there may be some clones of himself here in the 21st century that we're in. And he's tracking them down and trying to find them. It's not even Cable that I cared so much about this issue even though the the clones of the same face cables and everything coming out was this story starts with Domino and Domino is one of my favorite of mutants because of her powers Mm -hmm. which they've talked about quite a bit in these X books in fact uh, earlier on she had been captured and someone had taken her uh, skin and grafted it onto the humans that were infiltrating yes. Koa so that they could, you know, come in. And she was losing some of her, you know, in another series before Hickman, she was losing her luck powers and trying to figure out what, like, how is luck a mutant power? It manipulates the odds, odds. right? And she just, it starts off with these uh, meteors and just kind of saying, like, everything in life, like, just happens. Like, cause and effect, it keeps going. And then I just... Am able to slip in through the cracks. So, of course, Chekhov's gun, whenever you have something, typically you think it's going to, you know, come to fruition later on. So, obviously, thinking, oh, these asteroids or this meteor breaking off is going to come into effect, but maybe not. Um, ultimately, when I was saying about the all the cables showing up, she just comes into the room, notices all these clones, and just starts shooting them all. And then Cable goes, well, that's pretty awesome that you would know, you know, that your luck powers would just know that it was, you know, which one was me. And then she shoots that one. And then she helps out the real Cable up from the ground. That is fucking awesome. Yeah. For a power. And her powers manifested even more crazy than that. And less crazy than that. But ultimately, how... I mean, everyone's seen Deadpool too. Like how she could just, you know, get out of a car accident or or mm-hmm. whatever, or you know, dodge bullets because of just leaning down. Like, I really like. I don't know. I don't know. It's just an amazing ability. Yeah. And so at the end, when one of these clones gets away, and he's doing the the bad guy caught you because he's tasered both of them and everything, and they're just, you know both Cable and Domino are like, you know, you won't get away with this, blah, blah, blah. Wait, what is that? Is that Sunspot? And then this meteor just fucking 
takes out this cable clone's head just because of the luck. Yeah. And I'm just like, hot damn, man. If she, yeah. it. So all in all, it was an interesting book. Yeah. Uh, this only briefly explored Domino's powers, but I really enjoyed it because of that. Mainly because of her just going all John Wick on everyone and then just knowing... You just, you just want to be Domino. Yeah. Or date her. Yeah. Well, that wouldn't... That would, she's real. That would... <laughs> Don't take away my dreams. That would totally... If she... That's... I mean, where's the luck in that, Tony? <laughs> 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 That'd be lucky for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. End of sentence. <laughs> Is that it? Did yeah. you have another book? You save any other book? Yeah, that's Boozer book. Okay. So I picked up a book, and by picked up I mean purchased digitally, um, called The Inevitables. And it is a... The Incredibles? Inevitables. Inevitables, Tony. The Inevitables. Can you say inevitable? In, in, inevitable. Inevitable. It's a fun word to say. Um... So I picked this book up because it had a really kind of, <laughs> this is how I, I buy my indie books sometimes, a really like bright, fun, punky sort of cover. Um, so I saw it and I read the synopsis and it sounded pretty interesting. Um, so I bought it. And this story, the synopsis of the story that drew me in was, it's, uh, it's it takes place in a not so distant future where this giant pharmaceutical company has created a cure for death aka like an anti-aging serum and but much like all giant pharmaceutical companies um this is like a pay-to-play sort of situation right so only like the super duper wealthy can afford to buy this cure for death and then everyone else just gets to die sort of things and it um Isn't that how it always works <laughs> And, uh, the, the, um, there's a group of people that come together to kind of fight the pharmaceutical company. And, um, it's a, in the, this is all in the synopsis and what made me purchase it. It's a punk kid, a drug dealer, a graffiti artist, a mystic bodega owner, and a middle-aged Christian couple. <laughs> <laughs> who all come together to fight the impending threat to their city. So I was like, well, what a fun little ragtag group of people. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so here, I'll show you the art. It totally is like that fun, punky sort of indie art that I love where it's super bright. Oh, yeah. Um, kind of comic strippy in a way, but not, oh, you know, not like Sunday comics. Um, just really good. So the art on this was done by a woman named Liana Kangas, uh, whom I followed on Instagram immediately after learning her name because her stuff is really, really awesome. Um, I was not disappointed. This book was super cool. It does, it is a little confusing at first because it runs through kind of all of these characters and like what they're doing immediately before they all are all brought together and that happens kind of really quickly so it's like a one page scenario what so like the one of the kids is at like a, a death um like dealing with death group right and one kid is looking to buy drugs from a drug dealer and one one person is doing graffiti and um, you know, the, the bodega owner is just in his bodega and they all, they all come together. They all show, end up showing up at this bodega through happenstance and the Christian couple is already there waiting for them because they were sent a vision from God that this was the group of people that needed to help them save the world because in 40 days, apparently, because of this drug, the world is going to end and it's kind of ominous. They don't really go into like... Was it really God or was it a vision? Uh, well, it's a vision from God. But, like, I'm saying, like, were they on drugs too? Oh, no, they're not on drugs. They're Christian, Tony. They're only sex perverts. Okay. 
And I know this because at the very end of the book when they're talking to each other about how awesome it was that they were able to, like, follow God's will and get these people together and help save the world, like, the dude puts on, like, a very leathery sort of outfit and he's like, let's do this. And I was like, oh my god, this is fun. I love it. You know, there's a count with sex. <laughs> I love it. And... You know, they introduce the, the guy who owns the pharmaceutical company and is pimping this drug and and show, you know, they introduce that scenario and his little henchman who is very obviously, like, just a serial killer who's getting paid situation. So, awesome book. If you, it's on Comixology. I don't know what comic book shops will have it, but it's definitely available there. So... I enjoyed it so much that I went to the website that they put at the back of their comic book, which is the inevitables.world, which I didn't even know was an extension you could use. Um, and I learned some very fun stuff. Uh, the first thing I learned is that... You don't have a virus on your computer? <laughs> that this is not just a comic book, but also a music project so there's going to be like there's already a music video called Fort Lauderdale that has come out um, to go with the comic book the comic book takes place in Fort Lauderdale Um, there's going to be a like a vinyl release that comes out with it so this and I also learned at that point that the writers whose names are Vinny Fiorello and Obi Fernandez are people from ska bands so, Vinny's from the group Less Than Jake. Okay. And um, Obi's from a band called Westbound Train. And they're pulling in people from Real Big Fish and <laughs> Big D and the Kids and Nightmares. For, and I, like, I love, I do love ska music a lot. I've seen both Less Than Jake and Real Big Fish in concert a couple times. So, it was very exciting to find out that they were the ones behind this comic book. It does have kind of like a punky ska vibe to it, which makes sense. Um, so I'm I'm fully in on this project <laughs> because I love when they go multimedia with it and it becomes like a whole experience. I think that's probably why I love Scott Pilgrim so much is because there's a musical aspect that goes along with that book. Okay. Um, it's just they're creating the music in this one, whereas Scott Pilgrim was just telling you about good music, basically. Um so yeah, I would totally suggest checking it out. It's a fun night. It looks like maybe it went through like a Kickstarter or something like that because they had a page at the end that oh, had all okay. like the thank yous for everyone on it. So I'm assuming that's kind of where it got started. It's from a label that is, I think, created specifically for this. Um, let me see if I can find it. It doesn't really matter. I think it's like specimen comics or something like that. But this is the only thing that's been out. All right. Well, hope it, to so. hear more and see how the. I'm excited. I love a good indie book, and I haven't. And there's been a couple that I've read that have been good lately. But this one's—it's been a while since one has gotten me kind of excited to read. Keep reading. So. Um, Department of Truth. Remember reading that book? Yeah, I've read... I, mean, uh, there four, I think there's four out right now. I can't remember if it's a um, limited up. series or... I, um, it's ongoing. I don't know that they announced that. I mean, it feels like a book that could just keep going on forever. Well, what they did announce is they're trying to adapt it to TV. Oh, already? Yes. Wow. I mean, it is a good concept. It's very um, X-Files-y. Uh-huh. With a conspiracy theory. Heavy on the conspiracy theory. Because X-Files also, like, leaned on the conspiracy theory. But the concept of conspiracy theories coming to fruition, if enough people believe it, is a super cool concept. Yeah, I uh, actually... It's a... Five years ago, as of today recording, X-Files Season 10 came out. And I was like, I swear to God, that was way less than five years ago. And then I forgot, oh, they made an 11th Season 2, which was kind of not great, but still more (laughs) X-Files. And that came out in 2018. But I was like, all right, at least not everything is going crazy weird with uh, 
Right. Weird time scales going on being in quarantine. Uh, but yeah, that that's gonna be uh that's interesting. Cool. So they're just they're right now they're just in the stages of what shopping it around to see if anyone picks it up or no uh no James uh, Tinian the fourth is uh, co-writing the screenplay so they James Tinian Quattro yes <laughs> so it seems like they already have uh um TV wanting to cool. see at least uh you know a first uh. What would you call it? Pilot or whatever. Yeah, a treatment. Yeah. So that's cool. More, I mean, more. As much as I want original content, I also am okay with. At least it's not reboots. Like, yes, taking comic books and making them into things. It's like, can't you come up with something usual? But it's better than the tenth uh, Terminator reboot or something like that. Yeah, and really, so, yes, technically, it's not original because it's based on a comic book, but it's based on a comic book that literally just started, I don't know. A couple months ago. Yeah. So, I think they're they're on issue five right now that has been released. Um, Speaking so, yeah. of uh, shows that they're going to reboot, uh, talk of Quantum Leap. Coming oh, back. Really? Yes. That's such a weird show. Yes, but <laughs> I remember watching the shit out of it. I feel like in these days and times, you'd really have to like lean into the whole him being in somebody else's body. It would be... There'd be some interesting stories, and yeah. I do think that could... Yeah, it would be interesting... Obviously, he is lost in time right now, um, Scott Bakula's character. So what happened at the end yes. of Quantum Leap? And so uh, what they're saying is, you know, maybe someone is on the way looking for him, so there'd be two people hopping through time. Uh, and do you, Like he had a child at some point yes. in time? Yes, even though he didn't have a child in the TV show, he did go back to, in some of his time-traveling times, traveled back to his body, and maybe one of those timelines could have... If you have sex, if he has sex with somebody whilst, this is the Wonder Woman question, right? If he has sex with somebody whilst in somebody else's body, A, is that non-consensual sex? But <laughs> I don't really care about the answer to that question because we all know it's not. Um, B, <laughs> B, if, I don't think he ever did, right? So this is all hypothetical scenarios that they could they could say happened. I don't know, though. I feel like there could have been a couple episodes that... <laughs> if he knocks somebody up whilst in somebody else's body, does, I mean, the DNA would obviously be that person, but, yeah. but then would there be, because of the weird time thing that's happening and the, the quantum leap scenario, would that give that child... Superpowers? Some, the same... The same yeah, I don't sort of, know. You know what I mean? Like, I there, know. There's been times where he's been a woman and... Yeah, yeah, maybe he, he got, got knocked, knocked up. up. <laughs> yes. Could you imagine not existing in your own body and then... And then existing in your own body again and being like what the fuck <laughs> how did this happen <laughs> did he go back and take over mary's body in the bible is that what happened <laughs> um going the opposite route uh it was announced uh this past week that the batman 89 aka the Tim Burton, um, the Michael Batman Keaton, yeah. is going to be in comic book form. Why? Why not? Because they saw that Batman 66 did amazing, and they brought the animated series back, so why not have a whole series of 89 Batman and explore what that Gotham and that world could have been? Sure, I guess. Tim Burton's you're not, Gotham. You're not excited? No. I'm actually kind of excited for it. The Batman 66 one make, makes sense because there was so much, because of the way, the format of that show and like the super low budget they worked with and the constraints they had because of censors and, and commercial contracts and stuff like that, like doing a comic book makes sense because you didn't get a lot of actual like meat and potatoes with that series. I've actually been listening to... Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman, who do Hollywood used to do Hollywood Babylon back when people could meet 
together and do live podcasts. But since COVID started, they've been doing a Batman 66 commentary. So you could watch Batman 66 and listen to their commentary or just listen to their commentary because it's super informative because Ralph Garman knows everything there is to know about that fucking TV show. (laughs) It's insane. (laughs) And learning what I have learned about that TV show, doing a comic book follow-up makes sense. But what else is there to learn about that fucking... 89. That's not anything to learn. It's just going down that aesthetic of Tim Burton-y type atmosphere with kind of a dark and gritty... Yeah. Like, okay, here's the thing. Everyone loves the Nolan Dark Knight Batmans, but, like, that is not how Gotham is portrayed in the comics. Gotham portrayed in the comics is fucking dirt and grime and, like, everyone and their mother on the corner has a gun that could rob you. That's what I felt was, like, in the original mm-hmm. Batman movie or Batman Returns, which is the best Batman movie ever. And really, that Penguin is the best, and that Catwoman is the best. Yeah, well, Michelle Pfeiffer looks super hot in that movie, if that's what you mean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Young me, yes. That actual character itself is not super great. Um, I will agree that uh, the Penguin was pretty great in that movie, um, Danny DeVito. I prefer the first one over the second one, um, to be quite honest with you. Everything but, after that. I don't know. I'm just. Was I also feel like the Nolan, but. the Batmobile in Batman Returns was always my favorite when it oh, split apart. See, and I don't in. have a penis, so I didn't pay attention to that. <laughs> oh, you just paid attention to Danny DeVito eating a fish. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, um. So, in other in book news, then uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas is getting a sequel. In a book. Yep. So basically, everyone's just taking everything related to Tim Burton and capitalizing <laughs> on it right now. I didn't now. even think that this is. I mean, this kind of is flowing in a way that's a good segue. There's just the next up okay. on docket to talk about. See that? I mean that. Okay. So technically, Nightmare Before Christmas was not like written or anything by Tim Burton. He just like, did his magic of with the movie. Yeah. Um so question 1, maybe I'm hoping you have the answers to these cuz I'm not going to look this up online. Okay. You're going to be my Google right now. Is this being written by the same person who wrote the original Nightmare Before Christmas? Um no. Okay. Well, that sucks. At least as far <laughs> as I know. Do you have the name of the person who is right? Is this uh, a book book? It's going to be a novel. Novel. Yep. No pictures. Uh, Shia Earnshaw. Okay, yeah, that's definitely not. Earnshaw. Is this sanctioned? Okayed? But, like, has the person, did the person, did the creative force Disney? behind Nightmare Before, no. Disney is okaying it. I, I don't fucking care about Disney. Of course they're okay. They own, it. they own Nightmare yeah, Before Christmas. Yeah, but they're Christmas. not the people who created it. They're the people who put, let it come to us and enjoy so yes but there are people who like oh yeah and it was it was written by tim burton that one as well as the corpse bride were both uh his creations you kind of tricked me there for a sec i was like did he not did he not direct it then oh yeah he directed it but he also wrote it Mm. Oh, I thought you weren't going to Google things. No, I'm not Googling the book. I'm Googling The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, well, I'm telling you, I know these things. You ask me questions, I understand what a question is because I do enjoy this movie. Well, it was directed by uh, Henry Selleck, so you don't know because Tim Burton did not Oh, yeah, he produced it. Sorry. (laughs) Motherfucker. (laughs) Producing, directing, whatever. Put your name on the billboard there. But yes, I mean, obviously they're doing this because many people not going to the malls and Hot Topic needs something new to sell, so now they have a novel. Oh, God. I mean, I've always wanted to see, like, the follow-up, right? I wanted to see them go into more of those worlds. Yeah. I don't know. It, it is, I do, from just personal, I've seen it and the stories behind it, I do enjoy the movie. I'm not knocking on the movie at all, and in fact... I love anything um, stop motion. I find that just an incredible form that we need more of. And I just, maybe this will give us a sequel, but this is going to kind of follow Sally 
as she's now the pumpkin queen of Halloween Town. Mm. So how long does this book take place after the original? Did you say that and I wasn't listening? Well, it's a sequel. Or, a, yeah, sequel, so it takes place after. I don't know how long afterwards, but... Well, I understand that it took place after. Yeah. That's why I was asking how long after. Oh. <laughs> Years. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know how detailed they got in their uh, press release. No, they didn't. Okay. So. Jerks. <laughs> There's things I want to know. How dare they not provide them? We'll see. Uh, you know, I'll let other people read it first and tell me whether it's good or not before I jump on that train. Is it going to be geared towards children? I think it's going to be young, a young adult, young adult. probably. All right. Oh, like I said, I, I, oh, yeah, I'll probably let, wait to hear how it'll get adapted into comic books and everything yeah, else, and they true. will come out with a movie probably because they know that that shit just sells. So yeah. They're probably starting on it right now so that when the stop motion gets done in like 12 years, hey, we got a movie for you. they take the pussy way out and just do like a CGI movie. Oh, that would not do well. I know. I know. I know. But if like the people that were involved with the original aren't involved, then I don't have, I'm not overly optimistic about it. But we'll see. I'll give it a, a cursory glance. So speaking of Disney, they are running an 18th month long uh, 50th year celebration extravaganza. Uh, yeah. 18th, 18 month long 50th year. 50th year of what? Of, of Disney World. Disney World? Yeah. It was open opened in, in 1970? 71. We had... Disneyland and, opened way before that, yeah. right? Okay. Disney World was yeah the secret well, project, and they had to buy all the land and right. all that. And yeah, I did think it actually did open earlier than that, but yeah, this I is. A, of but of course, they 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 do celebrations for any well, of course, one individual. Get... They'll do one individual park or this or that. Right. Uh, but yeah, so it's their fiftieth anniversary this year, and so starting October first. Um, it's going to run for 18 months. That's just the weird thing to me that yeah. that's a little bit of a long. Yeah. I mean, it's not, a, it's more than a year. Yeah. You're going to run an, uh, a year, year and, and a half. half long celebration, but it could be cause people, maybe they're, they're expecting attendance not to be as high. People are still like, I don't want to be around that many. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with being around people now. But and I'm not okay with being around that many people <laughs> yeah. yet. And it's not it has nothing to do with me thinking I'm gonna catch any sort of anything. It's just that I haven't been around <laughs> everyone has social anxiety now. <laughs> so yeah, they're as they said, they're gonna be doing, you know, different uh you know, things to uh, Cinderella's castle and mm. lights and sound and magic and all that, which, again, right now, I don't even know really what all is entailing at Disney World. They yeah. are open, mm -hmm. but I can't imagine that everything that's fun and wonderful is going on either. Right. Yeah. Which is, you know, sad, but it is what it is. Necessary. Yeah. But, you know. And that's uh, kind of going into two of my last things. Uh, New York is now allowing theaters to totally reopen with assigned seating and masks and everything, which um, I like know we Full capacity? Not full capacity. Okay. They're, um, but they're, they haven't been able to have movies at all yet, so they're mm. just now unrestricting. I know where we're at, we've had that lifted, I think, a month ago? Yeah, a month, month and a half ago. Yeah, and so actually, right before I know Wonder Woman because I had friends that paid to go see oh, that. God. So okay, glad I didn't They're do that. Bad. Yep. I mean, technically, I pay for HBO, so I paid to see it too. But but uh, really, though, with you know, they're gonna have. Um, no more than fifty people in each auditorium, and they're all required to wear masks. So. It's a sign of things slowly opening up, mm -hmm. and you know we just got to kind of deal with the in betweens until more people get vaccinated and things uh, move yes. on. Speaking of movies, 
Did you watch the trailer for the new Mortal Kombat movie? Oh my fucking god, yes. So, first of all, I'm totally on board and it looks cheesy as fuck, but how about that line? The... It's a birthmark. (laughs) What does that mean? It means he was born with it. I was like, who the fuck got that past anybody? (laughs) There, I had seen... I'm glad you brought that up because I did forget to, to mention that. Uh... There are people that are hoping that in the edit of the trailer, they miss another key, you know, line in there to then be what they're saying. That got passed. That came out of somebody's brain and onto a piece of paper. And they wrote it and then likely read it. And then we're like, okay, that's cool. And then it went to an editor who read it, or a team of editors and proofreaders who read it and was like, yeah, that line makes sense. And then it went to an actor and out of his mouth, (laughs) <laughs> and out of a couple people's mouths <laughs> and the director and everybody else on set heard it and nobody was like you guys this line is bullshit this is that like the line from the X-Men movie that everybody makes fun of you know the one with the toad that gets struck by lightning like that's we're gonna get <laughs> that's, that's what this line sounds like <laughs> besides that one line which I will agree was Really dumb. It makes me scared for the movie. Did you see some of the action does, sequences? Yes, though? it does look really cool. I was that super fucking... disappointed by the very muffled Bane like get over here oh. that happened at the end of that whole thing. Um, but other than that, other than those two things, like it does look like a very kind of it cheesy, good sort of fun movie. I th- just it sold me. From the dagger made out of the the ice dagger made out of the blood, like that was just like fuck. That's yeah. awesome, and this is going to be what we've needed—a rated R. Like it could suck totally, mm-hmm. but will be good enough because it's going to have the blood like and guts, and, and not yeah. not a PG thirteen of like, oh you wussy, oh <laughs> dang you, like you can't make. Certain things. I've never PG thirteen. I've never understood why those games were always rated M, right? Even back in the day, yeah, they it was because it had blood. And the but yet the movies were rated PG thirteen. Like, why yeah. does that? It's because they wanted more seats, and so they. Like, but didn't they think that if a thirteen year old is playing the Mortal Kombat game at home, that means their parents are okay with them probably seeing a rated R movie. Uh, the parents probably didn't know what the rating system, what M means, no. so. <laughs> well, then those parents are fucking <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it I mean, says I'm... it right on the fucking box. <laughs> Pissed offness coming back from my video store this, days. <laughs> this, this stands for maximum fun, Mom. Oh, God. I mean... You know, the internet has existed for a while. You could very easily cross-check that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh... God, I, I, that's, that's a movie that actually I would... Would pay to go see, to be honest. Yeah. Out of all the movies that are coming out, like, sure. there's not that many that I've seen that trailers you, for yeah. that I'm like, that one and Black Widow, anything Marvel, really. Right. But, uh, one that I would actually almost say fuck no I would not go see it is if they did this casting now there's rumors going on right now of Fantastic Four and that um, Sue Storm has been casted by Jennifer Lawrence and I just don't see it like I truly have a huge crush on Jennifer Lawrence I do think she's a talented actress even though she gets all these roles that are not a good fit for her. I just can't stand her as Mystique, really. But I don't see her as being Sue Storm. And what I've also heard is people are now trying to... That are pissed off about this. Again, it's a rumor. It's Mm -hmm. not known. And it could go sideways the next day. But people are now rallying around trying to get Jessica Alba to come back. Which, again, no, that was not another good casting either. Like... Either of these are just terrible. So Jessica Alba made more sense to me because she was um, invisible I mean, throughout the movie. No, she was in one of one of my favorite '90s television luck, shows, Chuck. Dark Angel. Oh, um, and she kind of made like her name in like an actiony sort of way. Um, so it made sense to me. Oh, I and I love Jessica Alba too. 
Um, I don't think anyone that they've cast as Sue Storm has done a good job. I mean, I guess the only other one was in that terrible Fantastic yeah. Four movie that was just terrible all around. And I feel bad for anyone that was cast in that movie um, because the studio totally lied to them about what they were yeah. trying to do. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's a weird, that's a weird one for me, Jennifer Lawrence. I can't, I want to see, first of all, someone who's like, if we're getting into the Fantastic, I guess the question is, is when, what timeline are we getting? Are we getting an established Fantastic Four or are we getting their fucking origin story again? I, they can't do an origin story. I think that Marvel has learned enough with some of these characters don't really need the origin. Let's it, not do it. So if we're getting an established Fantastic Four, I'd be okay with getting like a... I mean, Jennifer Lawrence is probably in her 30s or late 20s. Early, but, you know, maybe an actress who who is a little bit older and has like that kind of... Not mom vibe, but kind of like Siri, like a fucking mom who also is like a stockbroker by day like that sort of 80s power woman vibe right <laughs> that's what i want my next sue storm to be i don't know who it is that could play her yeah i so i can't offer like a better alternative than jennifer lawrence i'm even trying to think of right now i yeah i guess i Charlize don't really theron right Ooh. She could be an interesting. She yeah. I mean, she's a little bit older, but she's still. She'd look. I feel the part of how they've. You need to have kind of someone that actually. I mean, it, let's you know Jessica Alba is old enough, and right. so is Jennifer Lawrence too. But I just feel like a little bit more of a mature vibe. I don't. Have a toss. If, well, yeah, because if they, I don't, I don't want them to do a younger version, especially after the shit show that Fantastic four with however you know what you want i'm talking about the third one that was really terrible the the one with that yeah. had um, michael b jordan i mean it was it. just called fantastic four right yeah it was a reboot yeah. right the reboot yeah yeah that was the one i was talking about where they the those those actors were lied to <laughs> because the studio only made that movie to hold on to the license which they ended up getting rid of later anyway right yeah so they got some fucking legit Names Michael B. Jordan was in it, and it was trash. <laughs> and they never intended it for it to not be trash. Um, but yeah, I think maybe they were just hoping. Yeah, now I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the one fan casting I've always seen for Reed is John Krasinski. Oh yeah, for sure. I you can could see get him. him and Emily Blunt. They have fantastic chemistry because they're married in real life. Emily Blunt is a great actress. Oh my God, she'd be per. That would be. She can do an American accent. And I feel she would kind of look that sophisticated part. Um, I feel Michael Clark Duncan could be uh, the thing. Mm. Is he still alive? Yes. Why do I keep thinking that he died? Didn't you? Didn't you think that last week? Too? Yes. There's somebody else who died years ago who I oh. think is Michael Clark Duncan, but is not. <laughs> Wait, am I wrong? Yes, he did die. Yay, I was right about a death. <laughs> and it wasn't you that I was talking. I was arguing with my roommate about him. Because <laughs> he was on a show that I was watching that had the guy from Burn Notice in it. And he was in that show, and I think he died whilst they were making that show. Oh, well, that's sad. Okay. Even though I do feel like I did know that, and I haven't seen his giant goofy grin in, in a yeah. while. He yeah. would have been good. He would have been good, yes. You're right. I'll give you that. <laughs> well, now this movie's gonna suck. <laughs> if Jennifer Lawrence didn't... I just saw, I searched um, Sue, who could be Sue Storm, just because, you know, sometimes there's some really good fan castings out there already. Um, and the, the very first article that popped up that says, no, Jennifer Lawrence won't play Sue Storm in Marvel's Fantastic Four reboot. So that's good. That's good. To know. One rumor down. One rumor Another down. Another rumor. A bajillion to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did hear that Amber Heard got, or Mira, Mira? 
Yeah. She that character got recast. Oh really? That's what I I could. Josh told me this, so and I'm assuming he got it from Reddit. So you know, fifty uh, fifty on the reliability of that source. <laughs> all right, well, that's all the news I got. Um, booze in a book this week is Shadow Doctor number one from Aftershock. Um, I've read a couple of Aftershocks comics, and as a publisher, I mean, I don't know how big or widespread um, they are, but I just want to show you, I want you to guess kind of what you feel from this cover this comic book is about. The mob in Chicago during the 1930s and probably a doctor that works for them. How would you get that? And <laughs> The vibe of the cover gave it to me. There's a sign that says Chicago. He's wearing a pork pie hat <laughs> and, a, and a doctor's coat. <laughs> and there's a gun across his face. Was I right? That is exactly right. <laughs> yes. Now, what you might not know is this is based on a true story. Oh. So, uh... Well, that the, is a very interesting because the man on the cover of that book is African American, and there were not a lot of African American doctors rocking yep. back in those in those times. So, um, I don't want to uh, review this too much, um, just because I want to give it away. But that's what kind of besides the the cover of me being like this seems interesting: guns and doctor and shadows and what's this going to be about? Which is really what kind of keyed me in. Uh, however, uh, it's written by Peter uh, Calloway, and what I found out is this is based on uh, from a story from his grandfather. His oh, grandfather was this person who cool. uh, became a doctor, and like really, when you're reading this, you get you he gets denied because of his color of his skin, and as they as he kept getting denied here and there and everywhere. It's not personal, and you just see the frustration on this man's face uh, in the pages, mm -hmm. which um, illustrated by George Genty and colors by Hunocchio Wantnacho. Okay. I'm sorry, it's another one of those <laughs> names that. Sorry, we suck at pronouncing, but all in all, it just it was a great story um, with the art and everything. But um, after being denied so much and and everything. It ends with him uh, meeting a familiar face of uh, Scarface, a.k.a. Uh -huh. Al Capone. And that's how this issue ends. And it, you know, to find out that this is true um, intrigues me more because, uh, you know, mobster movies, you know, out there, I feel like this is a, a uncovered, uncovered gem that most people don't. You know, obviously know from this time right. and era. Right. Oh, that's super cool. So with that, um, in the beginning they talk about kind of, uh, you know, it's Prohibition era and everything and and whiskey barrels and everything. So I'm just going to pair this with the good old whiskey, um, mm. you know, because obviously it's going on, like I said, in Prohibition and, and we'll get more in depth uh, as the story unfolds. So really, really good book though. Cool. And I won't say any more. Because I think people should go pick it up. That's awesome. Well, <laughs> yep, it's, it's the end. I feel like we should have an end song to the I show. I know. Oh, so for people who don't already follow us on Instagram, I've you don't really need to. <laughs> I've, I've res. <laughs> You're only saying that because I posted an embarrassing picture of you on Instagram. So. Everyone who wants to see the embarrassing picture of Tony that I posted. Um, How dare you? Oh, God. Actually, what I was going to say would be terrible, so never mind. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram. It's just, we're just at Drunk on Comics. Um, I've resurrected it. So there's a bunch. There's Lynn's like going to post a bunch of beers that she drinks and yep. maybe and some random, food. Maybe. I didn't think food would be appropriate. Yeah, I mean, you can also follow me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it's at Lynn Cinema Eleven. Um, if you want to see the fucking food that I make, and that does look lovely, makes me jealous <laughs> that I'm not invited over for dinner. I mean, you have an open invitation. You just gotta let me know so I make enough, which I um, am 
Polish, so yes, I always make enough. <laughs> but anyway, follow us on Instagram. Uh, hopefully I can keep up on posting the episodes when they drop there, as well as other fun little embarrassing things about Tony, mostly. Look at Lynn's earning her keep. I always earn my keep. I'm keeping this show going. If I wasn't here, it would just be you, and that would be sad. <laughs> yes, it would. <laughs> so stay thirsty for Lynn's doing her thing. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>